0: This is Sarah Weymouth and welcome to my podcast where we talk about everything for you to live your best life and we have a little fun too from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is the Lime Podcast. Okay, we are here with the one and only creator, inventor of Legree, which is literally my favorite workout. So let me first, let me tell you a little bit about my obsession with this workout, because I know you don't know me personally. I started doing Legree about seven years ago. We were living in the Bay area. That's where we're from suburbs of San Francisco, went to CB fit, shout out to Chelsea. She's amazing yeah. and instantly was obsessed. It was after I had my last baby, I have three boys and it was the only thing that would get my core muscles. Like it was almost like my typical core workout was going right into my hip flexors. So it instantly became my favorite. And then we moved to the Nashville area. And started going to a studio here. And then we built our house, made a gym, and I bought my own machine. And that was two years ago. So I have the micro, yeah, I know, knuckles. (laughs) And I'm I'm like obsessed. And every person, like sometimes I post it on Instagram. Sometimes someone will ask me about my workouts. And I'm like, let me tell you the one (laughs) thing that has worked.
1: (laughs) Thank you again. I'm like your little
0: (laughs) PR person that you've never met. Um, but seriously obsessed. So kudos to you and what you have created. Take us back to who you are. Where did you come from? How did you even get into fitness, let alone making these machines?
1: Sure. Well, it, it, it all came by by chance, really, because uh, I've always been into fitness. I started to work out when I was 13 years old, mainly because I was an overweight kid. And then at 13, I started to get interested in uh, in girls, so I wanted to be, you know, I want to lose the weight, you know, to be more attractive, and so, so, uh, you know, um, in doing so, I got addicted to basically working out. And when I moved to the U.S., because uh, that was all happening in France, when I moved to the U.S., uh, there was so there was there was a culture around, you know, bodybuilding and and lifting weight, which was not in France. So there was so much more information about lifting weight and bodybuilding, and I got completely sucked into it. So at seventeen, I started to really lose weight, and then. You know, started to bodybuild, and I loved it because I'm an introvert, and um, for me, any sports like this, it's very good. I kind of get lost in time, and I just love the just the sweat and the muscle pumping. I just love working out. Um, so I was doing a lot of uh, photography and videos when I was like, you know, late in my teens and early twenties. So I thought, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get all my studies done, and then when I'm done studying, I'm going to move, move to LA and I'm going to try my my luck to become an actor. So. Uh, at 24, I got my master's in business. Then I just, you know, basically relocated in LA and I tried, uh, acting. And then for the first 30 days, very impatient, right? My plan was like, you know, I was going to come to LA and I was going to get discovered and then boom, that's it, you know, end of story. And I was going to get a $20 million deal, you know, for, for my first movie, of course, you know, that's how it goes. Right. (laughs) So I go and it was in July of 98, you know, just turned 25. And uh, I was going on auditions. And um, and it's funny because everywhere I went, most of the auditions I went to, I would never get the job. But I would always get requests to work out with me, either a producer or casting producer or director. Um, you know, someone on the set would be like, wow, you know, you're in such a great shape. You know, I mean, are you a personal trainer? And my first response was always, no, 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 I'm I'm, I'm here for the, uh, the, 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 the audition and I'm an actor, blah, blah, blah. And after 30 days of literally running into the same type of scenario all the time, I'm like, this is crazy. People just like want to work out with me. Um, I decided, you know what, the next person, because I was I was not making any money, I was just kind of going through all my savings. So I needed to make some money. Um, I said, you know, I thought, okay, the next person who's going to ask me if I'm a personal trainer, I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to see what happens. So, of course, a couple of days, you know, a couple of days goes by, three days, you know, and I finally get someone, you know, just like, Hey, you know, you look great. You know, you're a personal trainer. Yeah. I love to hire you. So I'm like, yes, I am a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Then I had my first client. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take it to like a 24-Hours Fitness or Crunch or whatever. they everywhere in LA uh, at the time. And I go to Crunch. Crunch like, no, 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 you can take your personal trainer. You can, you, you're not a personal trainer. You cannot take your clients over here and, and work them out. You need to go through our program, blah, blah, blah. So they had their own rules and regulations. And it was like this at every other gym. And I realized, oh, shit, you know, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. I, you know, I got my clients. I don't know where to train him. And someone recommended this uh, studio that was on Melrose called Angel City Gym. It's not there anymore. And this was on Melrose Avenue. And uh, essentially, that place had like uh, a weightlifting room, but it also had uh, a Pilates studios uh, downstairs. So I go, uh, you know, I, you know, I I go to the place. I meet the owner, and the owner is just like, uh, okay, just take me through a session of weightlifting because, you know, if you want to take your clients, I got to see what you know about, you know, lifting weights. So I take him through a session. I me all kinds of questions, blah blah blah, and he's just like, okay, great, you know, you know your stuff. uh, Absolutely, you can if you want to. um, You can train your clients here uh, under two conditions. Number one, you need to get a personal training certification. So. We have one coming up in a couple of months. You can come now, but you need to promise me that you're going to get your personal training certification. Like, no problem. I'll do that. And then the second condition was like, I want you to train my Pilates clientele. And I'm like, Pilates, what? What? What is fucking Pilates? Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like, you know, let me show you. You're something. like, that's
0: for girls. But no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I had no idea. So at 25, legit, I had never heard of the word Pilates in my entire life. That's and I read. That's
0: so crazy. What read, year was this, this roughly? Was
1: 19- 1998. Okay. 1998. Never heard of the word Pilates. I was reading all the muscles and fitness, flex, iron. I mean, I was reading like religiously every month, you know, every magazine about fitness. I, I read so many research and study. And, you know, I read, you know, uh, uh, Arnold's, you know, book of uh, the Encyclopedia of, uh, of Bodybuilding. And I read many of the books like this. Never, ever one mention about Pilates. First time <laughs> I heard of it was at a studio. So it takes me and I see people like basically, quote unquote, working out. Mostly yeah. it's someone whispering command to someone else. That person is laying on this bed called the reformer. And I'm like, that's not a fucking workout. These machines yeah. are of wood. People are not sweating. You have the elevator lunge in the background. And then people are in a whispering command like, no, no, no. A workout is when you go lift metal, you drop the weight, you're fucking sweating. And you hear the, you freaking hear the ground shaking because everybody's dropping the weight. That's my gym. That's my, I want to feel that. But he's like, listen, you can make a hundred bucks an hour, you know, teaching Pilates. So I'm like, wow, a hundred bucks an hour. That's actually, uh, I was thinking, you know, if I, if I just basically had three or four clients a day, there you go. You know, I'm, I'm good. I can stay in LA. I can pay for my rent, all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, sure. I'll do it. So he's like, all right, come back tomorrow. Your first client is at 5. PM. And I didn't even know what Pilates was. And oh no. 24 hours. I'm already going to teach it. I'm just like, what? The, what? I say, are you kidding? He's like, no, no, no. Come at 2 p.m. We're going to go over a sequence uh, for two hours. You take a break at four. At five o'clock, you have your first session. All right. So I go and I do the sequence. I have no idea. He's showing me all kinds of exercises I've never seen in my life before. It's not like weight training because Pilates is a very integrative method, which I was not doing at the time. It was more about all isolations. So it's very different, isolation and integration. Mm-hmm. And so... Um I uh you know I uh, I did my best at the five o'clock class and the client liked it and bought 10 sessions and then I came back the next day, did the same thing again, you know, came back at 2 pm and then got a two hour basically you know one-on-one training of uh, with the master and then then at 5 pm my client and then so on and that went on and after two or three weeks then I basically started to you know get it and then just basically just train more and more people. And within a month, you know, the one thing I noticed is that all the clients that he was giving me, all these women that were coming to the studio, You know, I started to develop a a relationship with them. And I found out that these women would always leave the Pilates studios to go work out after that. They didn't really consider Pilates part of the workout. They Mm. did Pilates over stretching and stuff like that. The Pilates community hates it when I say that right now. But what people don't understand is I've single-handedly changed the direction in Pilates today Half of the studios in the U.S. are not teaching Pilates. They're doing a version of Legree on the reformer. Mm-hmm. Pilates mm-hmm. was never a workout that was going to get your heart rate up. There's no cardio. There's no endurance. There's no muscle fatigue. I've introduced that on the reformer. I've basically what I've done is I've introduced all the bodybuilding elements to the reformer. So today you have modern Pilates, uh, progressive Pilates, high intensity Pilates. These are actually forms of Legree. So this is the Pilates community tried to adapt now to degree. So uh, back in 1998, I see that these women basically are basically not getting satisfied with the Pilates workout, and I don't blame them. You're not sweating, you're not shaking, you're not getting sore. You know these are the fundamental. I call them the three S's in my, my teacher training because that's what people expect from any workout. If they're not sweating, they to be like ah. I question I question the legitimacy of that workout. If you're not sore. I don't know, you know, and so on. So these are very important. These are what the qualities that people must experience in the workout. And that's what I tell all my trainers now, right? So back then, there's none of that stuff happening. So I go back to the, to Ivan, you know, the owner. and I say, Ivan, you know, these women are, you know, I don't think they're going to stay because they're not really getting the sweat and the shake and the sore and all that stuff. I have an idea, you know. I think I can get them, but if if you let me modify what you've taught me, Okay, I'm pretty sure that I can get these this women to stay and then give them very happy. And Ivan is like, listen, as long as you do your job right, as long as you don't hurt them, as long as they keep coming back and spend money, I don't care. Do whatever you think is necessary. Yeah. Ivan, no problem. So I started to do basically a circuit training based on uh, Pilates apparatus. So I would have people, I introduced all bodybuilding equipment, I'm uh, sorry, I've introduced all bodybuilding exercises like plank, lunges, push ups, squats, all that stuff. I've dumped all the Pilates exercise, and I've adapted. I you know, and I adapted basically the bodybuilding exercise on the reformer and other machines. So people would be on the reformer for a few minutes, then I they would then I'd get them on the a, uh, a cardio equipment for five minutes, and then go back uh, to the, another uh, Pilates equipment, and then we did that for like the forty-five minutes, fifty minutes. And these women were fucking drenched, and they were like shaking and sore. They loved it, and within four weeks of doing my new method. I was booked sixty hours a week. I, I started wow. to get on TV. I started to get like press, all that stuff. It just like literally just took off like this. So now I knew I was on something. So the problem is that you know Ivan, uh, you know, wanted to uh, you know sell the gym. He had his partner. His partner had to fall out. They didn't want to. They didn't want to continue owning this business together. So he saw me as a successor because he loved what I was doing with Pilates. He loved my vision and said, you know, you're the guy. But I told Ivan, you know, this was still like in the early 2000s. I'm like, I didn't come here to be a business owner uh, of a gym. I didn't come here to be a personal trainer. I still want to become an actor. Like you understand, Sarah, it took me from 1998 to 2006, 2007 for me to finally realize, all right, forget about the acting. I mean, I really wanted to do this. So in 2006, for example, I produced my own pilot because of the money I was making. I produced a pilot and it was a spoof on the fitness industry because in LA, I've seen everything and anything. It's like. It's very, uh, very funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, opportunity for humor uh, in the fitness industry. So anyway, so uh, Wait,
0: you shot a pilot, like a show pilot.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, that's post- so cool. You should uh, yeah. post
0: that at some point. I w- everyone wants to see it.
1: I might. I have to find it. Uh, I'll, I'll probably do because it was just funny. So anyway, that's awesome. So now. You know, Ivan sells the place, he sells it to this guy, but this guy fucking hates my guts because now he sees that I'm the person that people are looking at at the studio. I'm the busiest trainer. I'm doing my own thing. People are very interested in what I'm doing. And he hated that because he felt that, you know, his power was undermined. So, it kicks me out. Mm. So, now I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to go to another Pilates studios and do the same thing. Oh, no. Other Pilates studios did not want me there. Like oh you're Sebastian agree we've heard of you no people are sweating on the reformer you're not supposed to sweat when I say that today mm-hmm. people get so fucking pissed off because no I sweat on the reformer no you sweat on the reformer because I'm the first one who started to do this with this this you know to basically use the reformer differently okay but back in 1998 people were not sweating you know so a lot of studio owners felt uh, threatened by my presence. So in 2001, I decided to open my own studio, and that really led, basically, when I opened my own studio, then after that, I was in control, and very quickly realized that the reformer was not the, the ideal platform for me, so I went and built a pro former, which was the first generation. Then I realized the pro was not the right platform for me, so I, bought, I built the megaformer, and then basically from there on, you know, I continued to evolve both the machine and the method, and today, now I have about 178 patents. There's over 600 studios open worldwide. I think this year we're going to break a thousand location. Wow. Uh, where We're just people opening just right and left. I have multiple machines. It's just, it's going, now it's going into, I'm, I'm working with universities about, you know, the benefit of degree. I got doctors who want to make degree part of physical therapy. Mm. Uh, I'm working now with more uh, a team and it's just like, you know, after you, I got a, of another podcast or another phone call with someone who wants to bring this for a women's soccer team, you know, and and it's just growing now. This is like, you know, snowballing into something huge now.
0: That's amazing. What year was the first machine you invented? Uh,
1: 2006. The Proformer came out in December of 2005 and and then really became in full utilization in the studio in January of 2006.
0: And so, how did you even know how to make a machine? Like, how did you find a manufacturer? Like, that seems like a huge... You don't. You,
1: you, you figure out everything on your own. Everything that I've mm-hmm. done, no one told me what to do. I had to figure out everything. Like, right now, we open just a, a branch in France. So, we're going to open a showroom in Paris. Wow. Uh, and you you learn how to deal with it. You know, Even in France, you know, in France, you know, I, I've never really offered a business in France. So, I'm now learning all about the news and regulation in France, mm-hmm. so, you know. And we're doing something in Vietnam, opening another uh, store in 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 Vietnam right now, and um, it just like it just growing. So you have to figure things out. You know, I mean, that's the nature of an entrepreneur. Is you you basically have to figure out the solution. uh, You know, of, of of every aspect of your business, the supply chain, everything. It just everything. You know. At The beginning, you think, think oh, I'm just gonna make a machine and to do a workout, but now that it got so big, you have to figure out of everything else all the marketing, all this stuff. It's just like it's 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 come a, a, a basically a uh you know full blown adult, you know, it's yeah. just it's, you know, there's, there's it's like this thing, it's very complex now, you know.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so amazing! So tell us. I don't really know traditional Pilates, Pilates that well, but from what I've seen, it seems like you're laying down on the machine versus Legree, you're standing up or you're in a plank. Also the position of the springs is different, right? Is that the two key things that makes Legree different?
1: Those are two big keys for sure. Yes. So in Pilates, you know, what basically, what Joseph Pilates realized is that there's a lot of people, um, Basically, Pilates has always been physical therapy because the whole idea of Pilates was to restore your know, your body's natural balance, and so that you can eliminate all the pains and ailments and mm-hmm. you know, discomforts you may have. Because the body is constantly trying to adjust to the, our lifestyle, and sometimes it creates disbalances in the body. So Pilates is there to restore the balance, uh, and then strengthen what needs to be strengthened, you know, loosen what you may loosen and so on. And Also, connect you know the muscles together because Pilates is an integrative workout. And so, uh, so you do a lot of exercises laying on the back uh, because you don't want to put any pressure on the spine or any pressure on anything. So you kind of work your entire body laying on the back. And this is why on the on the carriage you have this big shoulder rest is to keep you basically nice and tucked, you know, on the carriage. In agree, we don't need the shoulder rest. We don't need shoulder rest. It's all about you know standing and kneeling because I'm using the platform of the reformer to challenge the muscles. So I like the fact that you have this moving platform, which we should call a carriage, and that forces your body to stay stable, or that for, that forces all your muscles to stabilize, basically your trunk. You know when you do the exercise, so you get a lot of benefit because you can do you can work the micro and the, uh, the macro and the micro muscles or uh, the big extrinsic muscles and intrinsic muscles, and because of that movement of the carriage, it forces to the, all the muscles to work together and to connect everything, and that's much better for you because when all the muscles are working together. And you work basically, uh, you know, all the muscles in one movement, you reduce the uh, the inflammation and in the joints and the connective tissues, but you also keep the workout low impact. So now, mm-hmm. you know, no, no, no wonder that now in 19, in, 20, uh, 20, uh, in 2024, uh, low impact workouts are on the rise. Matter of fact, you know, I was talking to someone in finance yesterday, someone who does uh, mergers and acquisition because I, I always get people who want to invest in the business. And right now it's a big no-no. It's all privately owned, and I'm very fucking happy with this. Yeah. Good for they you. they say that they were saying that my niche, you know, in the the you know, and he called it a broader like the Pilates niche, but really my niche they say it was like one of the number one or the the only basically growing uh segment in the fitness industry that a lot of other modalities of fitness are going down. And I think that's because it's a there's an awakening of people that realize like you know what, I can't just beat the shit out of my body all the time mm-hmm. and expect, you know, to have a long life. A lot of people that I know in the 40s and 50s look older because, and they age faster because of the way they actually work out. If you don't work out the right way, you can seriously injure yourself, you know, and then after that, you have to to live the rest of your life with those injuries or these chronic pains. And the the, the problem with with how people lift weight today, people, first of all, don't know form. Second of all, they they lift too hard and too often. So these three conditions right here create chronic pain and this is why you have people in their 50s, they can't fucking work out. They hurt all the time. Mm. If they start to do the great, they may actually be able to reverse those conditions. Yeah, I believe that. The problem with a lot of guys because I'm mostly talking about the guys right now. The women are not so much like that. The women are smarter the way they work out, you know, way, way smarter. But the guys like me, I understand the ego lifter. They want to lift that weight at any cost and then they injure themselves. So the problem yeah. with you injury you can't, it can't work out. So now we're getting more and more guys, you know, doing Legree. And that's why it's very important for me to keep the separate, the, 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 the separation between Pilates and Legree because they will not get those results with Pilates because Pilates does not use the training techniques that Legree does, okay? Yeah. So, yes, they use the reformer and our machine is based on the reformer. But it's not a reformer; it's a mega former. It's got uh, you know features that you don't have on the reformer, and those features that we have are very important because it's all about using uh, a bodybuilding training principles. So we do a lot of uh, isometric contraction. You know, we do a lot of isokinetic. You know, uh, of course, we do isotonic contractions as well. You know, you work against your own body weight, against working springs. So is spring. a lot of a lot of different techniques that we're using that allows you to to get those those results.
0: That's so me. I know. I remember the first time I made my husband go to a class. It was back in California. And I warned him. I was like, it's not going to be easy. And you know, <laughs> he was like, yeah, sure, sure. And he came and he was just dripping sweat through the through the machine, like onto the floor. And I was like, I told you it's so hard, but it's so uh-huh. good.
1: We we get those bodybuilders coming to that sometimes, you know, because <laughs> I have um, I'm kind of well, I know I, have, I know a lot about the friends. so they come to the workout and they have these huge muscles, right? And yeah. they're working, and then next to them is that tiny woman who's probably like you know a third of the size, right? And they are sweating. They're like literally, it's like like, they, like yeah, it's like a, it's like basically a shower, just you know, just
0: yeah. That's out. what he was. It <laughs> it's was
1: just so... like you know, and they're looking at that woman. That woman is like moving effortlessly, looking at the guy, and he's got all these muscles. I mean, the biceps, the bulging yeah. the shoulders, all that stuff, the traps, you know. And they can't figure it out it's like that. Tiny woman is just like acing, raising, just going, you know, like 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 air, like she's levitating, right? It's so easy for her. And so um, my message to the guy, if you guys are watching this, it's it's normal. The first few sessions is going to be hard because uh, guys like to work in isolation. So once your body wants to start to integrate everything, you're going to be weaker at the beginning. It's very normal because your body is basically readjusting itself. We're trying to adapt to this new workout. But once the integration is complete, when these guys are going back to the gym, they lose so much more weight. They don't hurt themselves. They mm-hmm. feel more comfortable, they're like, "Wow, this is amazing! What that yeah. method allow me?" But it is this, this is applicable for soccer, tennis, you know, football. I mean, just any freaking sport, you know, you name it. And then Legree will have a positive impact. So now we have a lot more athletes doing the workout, and that's why I'm working with all these universities because now they want to find out, you know, what makes Legree just this this kind of this magical workout. What people don't understand. Is that you know, I'm constantly working on the method. I'm constantly tweaking the method. I'm curating the method. I'm curating the machine. So I'm always keeping the best. And then what is no longer working, or if there's a better way of doing it, we're doing it. So degree is what I call a live method. So the way you do the workout today actually has nothing to do with what we did five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, and definitely nothing like 25 years ago. Sometimes I go back on, the, on my notes from, you know, 25 years ago. I'm like, oh god what was i thinking you know that workout sucked but you know what that workout allowed me to be here today so yeah it was a stepping
0: stone to the the next next and evolving i know i already want um like the box you keep talking about to put under the micro to lift it and elevate it on one side i'm like now i need that (laughs) yeah and of course now you have the mini and i'm like darn i wish that was around when i bought my machine but
1: Wait, wait, wait! We have a new micro coming out called the Micro Pro. The Micro okay. Pro is going to have a slightly bigger platform and carriage, but the difference is that it's going to have this that that angling technology. Oh, I think I saw that. Platform. Yes. So that is, you'll see that you've seen that on the on the Mini Pro. Now it's oh. also the Mega Pro, and now I'm working on the Micro Pro. So the Micro Pro will have that same angling technology because it is honestly the best. I mean, you feel every muscle. Those angles are absolutely precious.
0: Yeah, and for those, I guess, that don't know, um, the mega is the ones you'll see at the studio and then you created this micro and mini for home gyms or home workouts, right?
1: Yes, but you can also use them in studios because like, you know, some studios have a very small space. They don't have the space. Mm-hmm. to have the big machines and then also some studios want to use the room to do yoga and, you know, other, uh, other yeah. things. So they can put the micro in and store them away. So That's the a micro good point. Yeah, the micro is very. It's. Great I mean, machine. I
0: I really wanted the mega originally, believe it or not, but it was too long. It was just too big for the space, and the, we have other things in the gym.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The 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 mega is a huge machine for sure. Yeah, it's
0: amazing though. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a good mix to go to class sometimes and then sometimes do it from home too. Will you talk to us a little bit about the slow movements? Like we're doing four counts, six count, eight counts, and then the quick transitions. I think that's a really important part that we don't really see in other workouts. Maybe a little bit in bar class.
1: So, so there's been so there are research out there, and there are people who are doing slow uh, or um, they do uh, they call it reduced speed training. Reduced speed training is usually when you do a, a 10 second uh, a 10 second count. On the concentric and a 10 second count on the eccentric but that's about as slow as it get. and then after that you have the isometric contraction where you basically just hold uh the muscle uh you freeze basically the movements you know for however long you want but in agree we do this but we also push the tempo so the 10 seconds the eight 10 seconds at the tempo of four count you're talking about a tempo of six counts would be basically 12 to uh you know 13 to 10 seconds you know, and then you can go up to sixteen counts, twenty counts, where basically it's a minute and a half. You know, mm-hmm. both directions. So a minute and a half on the on the on the, on the concentric and a minute mm-hmm. and a half on the eccentric. So, and I've created a system of lights that you can put on the rails, and then you'll see these lights more and more at studios uh, this year. And then you can basically slow people down. So isometric. So legree is both a, a radio speed uh, workout, but we go even more even slower. And it's an isokinetic workout because we're supposed to maintain that speed constant work. Doing the same exercise at a slower speed each time forces your body to build more nerve endings. And then by having more nerve endings, you end up having more control. And then also it's healthier for the muscles. In my opinion, this is not uh, scientific. That is just me personally talking right now. Not a doctor, not a scientist. But it is my opinion that it's healthier for the body to have more nerves around the muscles because you get more awareness and your body figures out to, to utilize that muscles better. So, before you can start to grow muscles bigger or whatever, the body will start to put, you know, uh, will, will basically create more nerve endings to get basically to, to, to do, to enjoy more out of the same uh, uh, muscle unit, you know. And mm-hmm. so, by working slower, what I've realized is I'm not sure what's going on, you know, uh, on a cellular level, but what I've noticed on a physical level is when you go from a count to four, to eight, to 12, to 16, the results are dramatic. Mm -hmm. So at a count of 16, which is basically a minute out, a minute in, I've noticed that you have the same muscle striation, the same muscle definition as rock climbers. You get that really hard, super defined, uh, very shredded look. So I'm interested in doing more and more studies on the benefit of moving slow and slower and to the slowest, you know, and the big difference, you know, when you do a minute out, a minute in, it almost feels like you're doing an isometric, but you're not. In isometric contraction, you're not supposed to move. You're supposed to hold the, uh, the yeah. angle. I'm talking about moving so slow, but not holding it, right? And that, it works, it works the muscle completely differently. And yeah. with that, of course, comes the whole mindset, because you have to learn how to slow things down. But it's very interesting. And, I, you know, right now, the, the slowest I've, I've, I've done is a, is, a, is a tempo of 16 counts. But I'm very interested to see if there are benefits to move even slower. And in the future, you know, we're we're going to have uh, basically more uh, more integration of the electronics to help people to move even slower than a 16 count. So I'm super excited about this. I, I think that actually might be one of the future of fitness is now all of a sudden you you have, you know, uh, fitness boutiques out there that are really focused on hyper slow movement. And that's what we're already doing here in Agree.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy because even four counts, sometimes I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't even four do four.
1: Is, yeah, four, four count is very slow. I mean, the four counts, 10 seconds uh, uh, ten seconds each way. You know, when you do a repetition, usually a repetition is only a couple seconds, you know. Right. So 10 seconds, you know, is uh, uh, 20 seconds. It feels like slow motion. Long. But I yeah. think you're
0: right. It does create like that long, lean muscle. Like you said shredded, which is a great way of saying it. And I know people say like, oh, women are always concerned about being bulky or this or that. And I'm like- but it's it's a it's a real thing, you know. Like I, I had a roommate right after college, and she never liked running because she said it gave her big thighs. And you know, everyone's body is different. But she, she, I mean, I think she was right. Like walking worked really well for her body, but as soon as she went to running, she bulked up in her legs, where I thin yeah. out. So
1: yeah. So so some people people have different type of bodies, right? You have ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph, and depending on on your muscle composition. Some people will actually respond better or faster to a certain type of activity. So, for example, if you have a natural uh, predominance of uh, fast twitch muscle fibers, so your fast twitch muscle fibers are basically thicker than a slow twitch muscle fibers, so about ten times uh, bigger than a, than a slow twitch muscle fibers, and your fast twitch responds with fast explosive movement. So, if you have a predominance a predominance of fast twitch muscle fibers. And you do uh, sports like you know sprinting and and, uh, and spinning, and you spin hard. Yeah, you actually might see a muscle, uh, an increase in in, uh, in thickness in the muscle because you have a natural predisposition for this type of activities. So if you like getting bigger muscle, good for you because essentially you're genetically gifted. I think it's a gift for me personally, mm-hmm. you know. But if you don't want to get thicker muscle, then you have to be very careful with the type of exercise. And this is exactly why in a we stay away from all fast explosive movements. Because the method started for women, basically essentially, uh, all, all the women I had back in 1998. I had a lot of actresses and models. and these women came to me and they were like, listen, Sebastian, I'm on a show. you know, I have a strict wardrobe. you know I can't you know I can't be bigger because otherwise it's gonna mess up the wardrobe. So I work with a, a very a set of conditions and I basically created a method to satisfy uh, all these requirements, all these conditions.
0: Yeah. I love that. I like the long, I think most women want long lean muscle and most men uh, want a
1: little more. It's it's becoming more the norms because guys have realized that, you know, if you get big muscles, first of all, it's hard to maintain. uh, And also you can't fit into your designer suit and everything. Me, I have a very much 80s mentality. You know, I love lifting weight. I love you know, the way I live today is very different, though, because I have what you've seen is the mega former and the machines. But what you haven't seen is I've made all uh, 50 of the machines that you haven't seen yet, because eventually, maybe one day I'm going to release these machines as a whole new ensemble uh, of, of equipment. So I'm working on those machines and I'm able. I'm making extraordinary gains because my machines are built very differently from everything you see uh, out there. So uh, but for me, I love the idea of of, of getting bigger. You know, and also because, you know, more yeah. muscles again eat more. So at 50, it's very good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. know. I think um, most guys my, are my diet like
1: is that. not the perfect, you know. Yeah.
0: So, what, either for yourself or for in general, would you recommend as the perfect routine with Legree versus other workouts? Like, are you doing Legree three times a week and then weights two times a week? Are you doing cardio? Like, what's like the magic? Absolutely. And Absolutely. let me add one more thing to that. I, have an early morning routine every morning and I work out every day. So for someone like that, it's what would you recommend, I guess? Because I think most people are going towards that path.
1: Yes. You know, I always recommend for people to have a uh, mix, right? So Legree is a beautiful workout, it's a fantastic workout on its own. However, you know, me, I love to, to go hike. I like to do my weightlifting. So I think it's nice to just kind of mix it up. Uh, Pilates and yoga work fantastic with Legree but also lifting weights, you know? So I think you do only do two or three sessions a week of degree, you know, then you can do maybe two or three sessions where you do your cardio. It's very important to do the cardio to get the heart rate for at least a good 20 minutes. You don't have to do, you know, super long session like 45, 50, 90 minutes, but a good 20 minutes of constant uh, pumping for the heart is actually very good. You can do it a couple of times uh, a week. And then just maybe like a, you know, a session of weight because the one thing that we don't do really here is work out in isolation. So, you know, for the guys, for example, they're not going to get the chest. Okay. So this is one of the things that you don't really get on the mega former. Mm. You're not going to get a big chest. So if you want to get a big chest or big shoulders or big muscles, again, you will have to get those gains at the gym. But when you do your weightlifting, Legree is already going to help you if you form, it's going to help you with the connective tissues. You're actually less likely to hurt yourself and you are more likely to make quicker gain with Legree. So Legree is a fantastic workout to be combined. But yeah, I would do a, a multitude of things. I've seen some women coming into the, the studio and they do a yoga and degree or Pilates and degree and they, they love it, you know. So, you know, the, the, the key is to find activities that you enjoy because that's what you're going to stick to. Don't do a workout, even if it's degree, right? If you if you, if you you do degree, you hate it, then it's probably not the best workout for you. Yeah. Because, because you must enjoy That's And that's what I call effortless fitness. Effortless fitness is when you can do a workout that you enjoy, you don't, you know, Like for me, going on hikes, I could go hike on every Saturdays and Sundays, uh, eight hours. I absolutely enjoy it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's super easy. So for me, it's not even like going on the hike. I'm not even doing it to to burn calories or whatever. I just absolutely enjoy yeah. uh, the experience to be in nature and and to watch animals and things like that. So, um, so I think that you have to find a uh, a workout regimen that that works for you. And you know, and if you're a morning person, you're a morning person too, right? Just you, you always want to work at the you want to work out at the time that is the most convenient for you in the most manageable way. Because, yeah, to
0: stay consistent.
1: Because exactly, because what you want is consistency. What you what we're yeah. striving for is consistency. There's no workout out there that's going to change your body and you don't need to work out again after that. You need to continue working out. It's maintenance. So yeah. you have to find something that you can stick to because that's when you're going to start to see the results.
0: I agree. What I love asking people that are in the fitness world, health world, what are your thoughts on other things? Like protein is so big right now. You know, back in the day, it was, you know, less carbs, fat free. It's always changing. Ozempic is a hot topic. I know you were taking all your vitamins when we first jumped on. What is your kind of your say to to kind of complete the fitness health for someone to dial it in?
1: I tried the Ozempic. And it is true that you know you're gonna lose weight on that, but if you stop taking Ozampic, you're gonna have a big problem. Uh, oh, wow! How crazy. long
0: did you do it for?
1: I only did for thirty days. I lost weight, then I stopped taking it, and all the weight came back. Interesting. All of it, all of it without exception. And so, uh, okay. so I have I have a couple pills or a couple bottles of Ozampic left. I'm not doing it. I mm-hmm. don't do anything like this. I did it, try it once, but I used to do steroids, all that stuff. I've done everything and anything. So, I'm, you know, because I'm, I'm curious, I want to see what how things are going to affect my body. Yeah. So the best thing to do is stop stuffing your mouth with products that are not good for you. And that's a lot of product out there, you know. So stop eating preservatives, it's like most
0: of our food system. Yeah.
1: All the food system, you gotta stop doing that. You know, you gotta move away. You know, I mean, you know, we all have our addictions to our you know, juice, even the juice like this is not even good for you, you know, all all the juice like that. Mm -hmm. You know, now for me, I work out you know a lot. So I you know, when you work out a lot, you know, you 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 can can eat eat more, you can eat a bit more, even bad food because your body will actually use that as fuel, your body will break it down. You know, when you work out a lot, your body will break down a sneaker bar, and a sneaker bar becomes a protein bar, you know, literally. I mean, when you start to break everything down to sugar, you know, it doesn't really matter. So, I'm not advocating any uh, sneaker bars, but right. I'm saying that we can get away with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I don't I don't like this kind of diet supplements. Uh, I think they're bad, you know, and and, it, and also, I think Ozempic is for diabetes, so what would you want to take, you know, a medicine yeah. that is for diabetes, you know, if you're not diabetic yourself, but anyway. Again, not a doctor. People do whatever they want. No, morning.
0: I know. I agree. I'm not a doctor either, but the side effects and it being linked to cancer, it's it's scary.
1: Yeah. So you know, uh, what if you want to lose weight, probably the best thing to do is you wake up in the morning, you get a cup of coffee. In your cup of coffee, you put the ghee butter. You know, and ghee butter is actually a uh, purified mm-hmm. fat and it actually helps you to break down uh, store body fat better. And, oh, you, and you go, and you go do cardio first thing in the morning. You do it for twenty to forty minutes if you want to. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that. First of all, you're going to come out that day. You're going to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to need more caffeine for the rest of the day. You're going to have a natural high. You're going to have so much energy for the rest of the day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, it's going to cut your appetite. And then you can basically do uh, uh, intermittent fasting uh, with this, and then have something you know in a, in the afternoon. And the best part about it is that like you have all this energy, right? Um, the best, you know, the, the, things I hate about diet is sometimes they affect you and you have bad energy. So you, you know, you're on a good diet or, you know, you're on a good program when you have good energy all day long. If you're tired all the time, this is your first biofeedback. Okay. What you're doing is simply not working. Mm-hmm. If you're doing everything, like a lot of people go plant-based and all of a sudden they have all this energy, mm. you know, and they feel like, you know, they feel like they're, they're, you know, and, and plant-based doesn't mean that you don't eat meat, you eat less meat. We yeah. eat less fish, right? We that's eat more
0: real about. food. Yeah, I'm
1: not talking about become a vegan or vegetarian. I'm talking about plant based. We totally is more, is more on greens and less on this uh, animal protein. Right, that's what I do. I'm plant based, and mm. uh, you had this energy all the time. You asking me about a uh, you know a supplement. I've just switched from the whey designer protein. I used to take whey designer for thirty years, mm-hmm. and then a friend of mine introduced me to this new protein. It's a pea protein. It's a plant-based protein Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely delicious. And that's all I've been taking lately and absolutely love it. And it's Truvani or something. I think that's what it is. Truvani. I think that's that's what Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like pea protein. I can't do whey because it's, is it milk? I can't do dairy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, I, and I love it. I, you know, I I haven't seen any change. So for the last three weeks, you know, I've taken my pea protein. Mm -hmm. My Mm muscle gains are exactly the same uh except that it's better for you and when you look at the ingredients you can actually read all the ingredients and it's very few ingredients so that's always
0: that's always a good uh, sign
1: it's always a good sign you yeah. know I, when I look at the ingredients that it just say oh two or three things that I can actually pronounce I'm like yay but you know when it's like when it's like you know there's like a whole list and it's I know all- and you can't even you don't even know um,
0: what it's saying exactly
1: know. you know stay away from that stuff you know honestly stay away from that stuff yeah uh, so are you
0: eating like chicken and steak and things or no
1: Yes, but yeah. not everything. You know? Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. So you're doing a lot of like lentil and beans and yeah, more. I love yeah. It, love oh, beans. me too. I love
1: beans. Beans are my favorite. Love beans. Love green beans. Uh, you know, uh, I also love Brussels sprouts, you know, cauliflower. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing in LA you have a lot of great vegan and, and a lot of, you yeah. know, uh, organic options, non GMO. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love this. You know, I absolutely get satisfied on on, on that food but I still eat some red meat I still eat fish I still eat some chicken chicken is m- more my go to uh and uh you know my my, my go to meat um but yeah I, I eat all these other stuff and and it's uh and I think it's 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 better for me now because I'm 50 so I'm I'm trying now to just like become better for my uh my uh my uh, digestive tract you know
0: yeah uh, I know that stuff changes as you get older and people don't really talk about that, but I think that's a huge part of it too. So that's so interesting. I'm also shocked that you, this is your take that you're more plant-based because I'm more plant-based too. Usually when I talk to like a personal trainer or someone in fitness, it's always like protein, 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 protein. (laughs) So it's refreshing to hear you say like you do the protein, but it's not necessarily me.
1: I probably eat less than 200 grams of protein a day. I'm 240 pounds. I've realized that if you want to get big and healthy, you do not need to eat a, 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 a gram of protein, per pound of body weight. It's absolutely bullshit, okay? okay. Uh, you're, you're really bullshit. A lot of people will tell you this stuff to sell the product, and that's what I realized. I felt like everyone else, I'm a victim of really good marketing. Uh, you know, when I was 18, 19, 20, I'd take 600 grams of protein. I would eat steaks and steaks and steaks. Oh, my and goodness. That. And today I get better results at 50 than I did in my 20s. Yeah. You know? And that's because I know how I know my body. I know mm-hmm. how to lift weight. I know basically that basically that I'm not lifting too much anymore because I used to do horse reps and a lot of negative and a lot of eccentric training, which really basically hurted me. And so now that I know better, I'm getting better gain at, at, at 50 than I did at, at 20. And that's because I'm working smarter. Also, not I'm not eating the same thing. I'm not I'm not um, stress out if I miss a meal because you know when in my twenties I eat every two hours. You know I would always ingest protein powders, a mm-hmm. burger, whatever you know, was constantly eating. And now I realize I'm getting so much better results with eating less, even if I skip a meal. Yeah, better. It, it well, your then body- you give
0: your digestive system a break. You give your body a break. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of pounding of food. Um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and hear about if somebody wants to open a studio, what is your advice? What are your tips after all these years of studios opening and possibly closing or selling? What would be your recommendations for someone?
1: Baby steps. Do the baby steps approach. You don't need to fucking get a a loan for $250,000 and open its location and, just indent yourself. If you love the degree, you start with a microformer. You can teach at home virtually. Oh, and yeah,
0: that's and, smart.
1: And, and you can literally open a studio for less than $5,000 because you can buy your micro, you buy your license. So I sell a license. Uh, the license is a yearly subscription, and the fee depends on the machine that you have. So it's $9.90 per year for the micro, it's $19.90 per year for the, the mini or the mini pro, and $39.90 or $3,990 per year. Uh, for the Mega or the Evo. So the licensing fee is super affordable. Uh, it doesn't include training. Training is uh, additional, but you might spend, uh, you know, five or six or $7,000 for the training, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And then you have your machine and uh, and then start small, you know, start with one machine. And then that's what I did. I started one machine, then I bought two machines, then I had four machines and then I moved and I got five, six. And that's what I recommend, you know, for for people the angle is this though. The angle is when you operate a studio, you want to offer, you wanna basically be able to fit as many people as possible. Uh, right now we have a studio in Brentwood, we have 25 mega formers. We're wow. gonna find 30. And now I'm now I'm building those mega-site studios where we have 30, 40, 50 machines. All the technology, all the patents that I have is to basically help people to transition faster from one exercise to the next. Or it adds another new element uh, of, of the workout, like the ramp that we have, or the lift that we have. And I mean, if this, I've done so much on the megaformer, I can't even fucking list them all now. <laughs> it's just like this is too much stuff. Um, but the angle would be to have as many machines as possible in a studio. So for the micro, for example, it's great because in the room of a thousand square feet, you can put 20 or 25 micros. Mm. So it's super affordable and uh, you can make a lot of money. Um, If you want a mega former, yeah, you can operate like, you know, a lot of people open a studio and they have eight, 10, 12 mega formers, but, you know, so does all the copycats, you know, we have a huge problem with the copycats, you know, the copycats are this, you know, they're super fucking lazy, you know, they don't do anything. So every single time they see me come in something, they're like, ah, you know, and
0: it's so funny that there is so many knockoffs now. I mean,
1: 30, I have about 30 knockoffs right now.
0: Wow. It just shows how amazing your creation is though.
1: And it's, and it's interesting because now people send me knockoff and I can't even tell which manufacturer it is because all these knockoffs are all looking the same. Mm. It's impossible. I used to say, oh, this one is that knockoff. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, they've, they've changed this. And I go on the website. Oh, and and, guys, yeah. Otherwise, oh, other someone else. It just, oh. So how just,
0: can they do that, though, if you have the patents? And you said you have 170, right?
1: 178, yeah. Oh, 78,
0: yeah. yeah. So yeah. how?
1: Well, first of all, uh. Nobody has a patent on the reformer itself. So you can actually you do a reformer and then have it. My patents are for like the way you move a handle. I have a few design patents, uh, you know, for certain, the, the look of certain machines, uh, or for example, the the, the, the spring location. So mm. I have several patents where the springs are located because if you take if you have a, a front-loaded machine where you change the spring on the front, it doesn't work for Legree. It takes too much time, but also uh. have but also have patents for uh, mind control machine. So I have a patent. So you wear this headset, and basically by by focusing uh, your brain waves you can actually uh, uh, change the springs. You can change uh, some elements on the machine. That's crazy. I have I have patents uh, on maglev. You know, so I have a a, a, a a prototype here with the carriage. It's levitating. It's it's hovering over the 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 rails. Uh, I got so many patents of electronic integrations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of patents you'll see coming out with all the next wave of machines because I'm deaf, I'm abandoning the, uh, the analog machine and I'm going toward the, uh, the digital era
0: Yeah,
1: and, uh, where we basically have this integration of, uh, of, uh, of the uh, of software and the hardware uh, and the workout is infinitely better. So we already have a few studio operating with some electronics, but I'm going to push electronics to, um, to a level that is unparalleled, a level that you just never seen any fitness machine uh, wow. function that way before. So, uh, it seems but like yeah, you're I, just
0: I, always thinking of the next step. You're always ahead of the game. Like you're thinking of things that no one else has. So everyone's kind of just chasing you at this point. So it's I, amazing. Well, I'm, a, I'm
1: gonna give it. I'm gonna give an advice to all those copycats. It's very hard to keep up with someone who never gives up. Right now, I look at my. Uh, I look at the uh, the evolution of the mega former, and we're about at the forty percent completion. Isn't only sixty percent I need to complete. So we have the Mega wow. X coming out, the Mini X coming out, we have the Micro X, then we have the M4, M5, Supra, Ultra. And then the fifth generation of the machine is going to be the, the iFormer generation. These are machines that were designed by BMW back in 2013. So be, I worked at BMW because I love them wow. And they designed this machine that is absolutely, even by today's standards, because BMW does great uh, design, even by today's standard. The, the machine looks so futuristic, it's amazing. So that is going to be the end goal, that'll be the fifth generation, which I'm not really talking about too much, but there's so much AI integration, because I'm also working AI now and everything. And so Legree, you, you, you're you hearing a lot more about the method now, about the machine, but trust me, every year coming after this, you're going to hear it more and more and more. And these are the machines that you start to see more in movies, uh, celebrities, uh, you know, in everywhere at studios, uh, and we are literally the, the the next generation of machine that I'm introducing now. I'm gonna, I have a summit in Vegas uh, in March, and I'm going to talk about the the new direction for degree and the machine and the method. Uh, and uh, I'm super excited about this. I because saw
0: that on Instagram.
1: It, it's amazing. The new stuff that is coming out is amazing. It just uh, freaking amazing. I love it.
0: So, by the way, I speak for all of Nashville area. If you want to do a Legree event, we are ready. Bring it in. I know you do L.A. I think you did North Carolina a couple of years ago, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like so close to us, but I couldn't make it. And I'm like, the next one, you got to do it here. And we will just get everyone to come.
1: I, I promise, you know, it's been difficult because I do uh, a lot of uh, I travel a lot. You know, I'm going to South Africa on, on Friday. Part of me be able to because I've been doing this for 25 years. For part of me to for me to keep my energy high and to keep in, in, innovating and inventing, you know, uh, you know, hours on end. I need my time off and I need a lot of time off. I'm a huge introvert. I mean, I, I people might not really. Notice me, you do
0: not always, seem like it at all. No,
1: I have to recharge, yeah. so I go to South Africa. I'm going to do dive for two weeks. I'm going to do a shark safari. I'm going to go with my buddies oh, over cool. there. Two weeks, I'll be no phone. I'll be in the water with the sharks. I love it. And then, so every every basically six weeks, uh you know, or sometimes every four weeks, I do something like this. So so it takes time. People don't understand that I need to take that time off, you know, and actually yeah, be in the sort. water, you know, and just being away from everything else. Because when I'm under the surface, it's a whole uni- universe for me, and it gives me such a, a, a break mentally. So when I come out after the when I, if I go diving for five days. For me, it's like taking 30 days off. It's just like, Mm, I'm come, i so fresh. I completely forgot what I was doing before going on the dive. And I love this. So I don't have, I flush all this cash memory I had and I'm literally just like ready. And now I can tackle a new problem. I see a new perspective because that's the thing too, right? For CEOs and and entrepreneurs and inventors, I feel like a lot of them kind of get stuck and it's great to kind of step out of your life, and it's just like, oh, am I doing the right direction? No, I'm gonna change this again, you know. And I do this constantly throughout the year, so I'm constantly just moving forward because I don't want to get cut into uh, into a routine with the yeah. innovation, the direction. So I want to make sure that I'm always able to catch the latest trend, or you know, just you know, just really keep my eyes uh, open on everything.
0: I love that. That's such good advice for people because we're in such like a hustle, hustle, you know. Just yes. in general, I mean, I own my business Lemon, and then I have this podcast, and those breaks are so important. I want to leave you with one last question: What is your favorite move on the Legree?
1: Oh my god! I, uh, I have to say, what's my, your
0: favorite move right now? Because mine always changes.
1: <laughs> uh, well, right now I'm working a lot on the uh, the runner's lunge. Uh, because what we're doing in Legree 2.0 is we're spending more time on each exercise. And we're adding more variations. Right now, I'm shooting a bunch of variations for the runner's launch. I love the runner's launch. But my favorite move and, and what really uh, made me make the machine is the, the reverse giant wheelbarrow. Mm. Uh, because when I was bodybuilding, I always had a, a, a an ab wheel in my, 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 my gym bag and a TheraBand. So, we'd wrap the TheraBand around one of the machine. And then the other end of the TheraBand would be on the ab wheel. And it would always work against the tension. Oh, yeah. And I did that before I got interested to the world of Pilates. So the first day, that Wednesday that I met Ivan and he introduced me to the reformer, that first day that I saw the reformer, I asked him, I say, hey, how come there's nothing on the back end? And he looked at me he's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I don't see there's no bar, there's no platform, there's there's nothing to grab on. And Ivan is like, well, what would you want this? Well, so that you can work against the spring. And I realized at that moment that no one has ever considered you know, to put things on the back end so I was thinking back in my mind oh if I ever build a machine I already know what to do I'm going to have this whole thing on the back end so mm-hmm. uh, so, uh and, and I did that and I did that for the reverse giant wheelbarrow so in 2002 when I first tried the prototype of the proformer get on the proformer and do the first reverse giant wheelbarrow and I was sore for six fucking days and I oh, loved it I'm and like, oh, though
0: yeah mom. you're like i'm on to something
1: and i was on you know i was on something exactly and now the rest of the rest is history you know
0: do you still talk to ivan
1: no uh very uh very little i don't i don't know really uh, what, what happens to him but i know ivan is uh is very proud of uh what i've done i was gonna he's
0: say really he's probably job. like look what you did yeah
1: I, I i i guarantee you that all the people that come out through his training are not gonna do what i do because um you know, Ivan is always, uh, oh, uh, Ivan is uh, has been a, a man who's always um, uh, recommended to think outside the box and then just okay, think of Pilates as a method, not as the exercises. And I think most people have a really hard time to step out the box. A lot of people, this is why we have all these copycats. A lot of people have to be told what to do. They can't yeah. really conceptualize. You know, especially the method. You know. And, and that's why for me, I reign king in my own domain because it's just like this is where I do. I'm, I'm a very abstract person.
0: Literally outside the box.
1: <laughs> I'm outside the box all the time. Okay. I don't like to be in the box, you know, but I'm outside in the bigger box, you know, yeah. but I'm trying to make this box even bigger every single time. Uh, so, yeah.
0: I love it. Well, it shows in your workout, and I am very much obsessed, very much a fan. Will you tell everyone where they can find you and Legree online, on social? Tell them about the summit that's coming up.
1: Social media, you can find us at Legree Fitness. And you can also find me at Sebastian.Legree. Website is very simple, www.LegreeFitness.com. And then the summit is happening March 1st to March 3rd. That's going to be at uh, Vegas at the MGM. You can actually go buy tickets now. Uh, we have an uh, e-commerce site called ShopMaximumFitness.com. But even if you go on our IG handle... And then you'll see the post. If you click on the post, you'll have you have basically links to go buy the tickets. And uh, if you love Legree, if you want to open a studio or if you just are you don't want to meet me uh, or if you want to connect with your favorite teachers you might have seen online, this is a place to go. And then for studio owners, it's fantastic because I'll be presenting the future of Legree Fitness. And there's a lot of really amazing um, developments. So I'm super excited. Oh,
0: my gosh. I love it. Um, I'm going to go jump in my legree, do another workout. And I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. And your next event needs to be in Nashville. We're excited.
1: I will tell Heather because Heather is the one who does all that stuff for me.
0: Perfect. I actually think I follow follow her on Instagram. She's the one that has twins, right?
1: That's correct. Yes.
0: Yes. I'm a big fan. I take her classes too.
1: Fantastic. Yes. So I'll send
0: her a note too. I'm gonna be like your next one is Nashville and I will be your personal PR girl for free.
1: Please. Yes, please do that. Yes,
0: I will. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. This has been so fun.
1: Thank you, Sarah.